Yo, what it do, baby? Keep it basement. But uh, shout out to the fans. Randomly here and there, some military people follow me on social media. And I'm like, it's pretty cool. How do they even find me? Um, I got word that U.S. troops overseas listen to some of my stuff and watch my YouTube page. And even people in the country, like, I guess, based out in California, D.C., just like literally all over. Um, some of it was from the Caller Daddy episodes that went viral. Some female military people, which is dope. And uh, like all over the country, like based out in Hawaii, which is fucking awesome. Cali, West Coast, East Coast, you name it, even down south. And then also the porn interviews, mainly like the male audience, it's coming from, it looks like, you know, overseas. And I can't tell if it's like our troops doing it. Shout out to our, shout out to our troops, fuck the ops. And like I wonder how many actual civilians or troops. I hope I can provide laughs to our soldiers overseas, which is awesome. And it's seriously inspiring. I can't believe it because like they're brave heroes, you know, real heroes. And I'm over here being a pussy, you know. And I just, I just want to promote people, you know, my interviews and share my gifts, asking questions, entertaining, making people laugh. That's what it's about, you know, and learning the game and just learning shit. You know, when I interview someone, I learn something new every time, some words of wisdom. And then I hope the audience does the same, you know, where they get involved and interact on social media or listen to the episodes and they take something from it. I try to, you know, mix the medicine, the candy and the medicine, mixing up. I'm in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm giving you raw gems. I'm giving you uncut gems. I'm giving you gems here, words of wisdom. But at the same time, I'm providing you laughter. You feel me? But nah, seriously, fan love. Shout out to uh, the military fans overseas. You guys are the real heroes. Um, females and males, all y'all. Dope. Love it. Also, shout out to um, the random females that be in the DMs. Not creeping or anything on, on some creep tips. Nah, they're actually giving gems about dating advice, relationship advice. Shout out to them. They'll send funny memes. They'll be like, DM that girl if you like her. Or talk to that girl. Go up and approach us. We love guys who, who are confident approach. Easier said than done, ladies, but I feel you. And, uh, you know, just showing mad love in the DMs, like random listeners through the episodes. I find that awesome. Shout out to Spotify. I feel like it's easier to get our shit on Spotify. And we're really putting work in over there. Dope. Um, yeah, man. Just love it. Uh, shout out to uh, Simmons and More Podcast on their 200 episode. You can check Keep It Basement out on that episode towards the end of the episode since I was late. And got the wrong location. That was a funny trip. You saw that on my Instagram story. All love, though. Uh, Adam from the podcast reached out to me. He's like, yo, come by if you're around. Uh, we're doing a 200 episode. My whole net podcast network's going to be there. And I looked at it as an opportunity to go and network and meet new people podcasting in the game. At the same time, I'm not always going to go out and do these things if it's not beneficial or, you know, not like I'm saying I'm a user or whatever, but like I'm not going to, you know, drive far away or do something for somebody who I barely know and who just started podcasting. But uh, Simmons and more 200 episodes, technically more than ever I, I did. If you include my radio stuff, my interviews, I'm probably around the same range, maybe more not knocking them or anything like that. But I'm just saying because I've been doing it a long time and so have they and they've been putting the work in consistency. So that's why I was like, I'm going to take the trip. I'll, I'll take the drive and check these guys out. And network with these guys and connect with them and, you know, create content over time and develop a network within them. Uh, so it was a good experience. It was at Shared Universe in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Shout out to Ming Ching. Yeah, good time connecting with different podcasters, networking and stuff. was a little late, but still fun just to say what up and uh, to shout them out and salute them. It was about them. Their 200th episode, which you got to, you, you know, they put the work in. I respect that. Anyone putting the work in, putting the consistency in and doing work like that, I respect. And, and I come through if I can, you know. 
Dan uh, Dan from Strix Media had me on his podcast event one time, a creator event. So I went through to his networking event. That's who I am. That's how I am. I'm loyal to um, people who I fuck with. I might not talk to them every day. We might not agree on every single thing we talk about. But at the end of the day, I'm there to support people who are creative creators and putting that consistent work in and doing their thing. I'm always going to show love. I'm not going to be a hater. And that's how you win in this game in the long run. You help people out. People help you out. And you just be genuine. And that's what it is. Uh, more than just yeah, a so, podcast. Yeah, my shit's messed up. Yo! Keep it, keep it basement Instagram. Yo, what it do, baby? Keep it basement productions. Are Catch we, us at Schultz's on, new studio in a couple on? years. Are we on? No. Yo, <laughs> what it do? Can you hear me? If you come and look, you can't hear myself. Here, do you want to talk on mine? Just no, I don't care. I can I can hear you, so my problem is good. Let's keep it basement, baby. What are we talking? We haven't been on in a little while, so RIP Kobe Bryant. Yo. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, that's you can loud. hear that. Um, I'm holding it down here because we're having some technical difficulties. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Um, Trump is not impeached, and Michael Sweeney is officially a cuck. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Of course, remember to follow, rate, and subscribe. I got my 80 year old grandmother to subscribe. Shout out the grandma. This is what 20. This is 2020 in a nutshell. Make no mistake. I got my grandmother 80. Holy fuck, that was loud. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I got my 80 year old grandmother to subscribe to the podcast as we can on her Yo, brand what new do, baby. iPhone and on her brand new iPhone. And then she returned the favor by getting her equivalent 80 year old friend to subscribe. And I was I don't know how she pulled that off. Let's be honest, okay? I could. It took me six hours to get her to subscribe. I don't know how she got her friend to give us a five-star rating so why don't you guys hit up the itunes and do the same thing okay there's a lot of shit to go over and mike sweeney take it away i was just gonna say let me know when you're ready to play because i got something to say okay we might have to end it right there and you might have to get a nice punch for that holy never say that again fuck you i'm ready for the i'm ready for the camera go you suck tom zapier la 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 uh, I was watching this Wallow Charlemagne interview, and they were talking about how you don't even need music anymore. Shut Pe- up, Wallow. People only care about the personality. You don't need music anymore. You just need people to buy into you. And I feel like they weren't saying exactly for comedy that's the reason, but they were saying that the personality is more important than the actual art now. And I want to know what you feel about that. And I feel like this Wallow guy, I really like his gems and stuff. And I, I was on him early, but I didn't like pay so much attention to him. And now he's like popular, and I'm paying more attention to him. And he gives a lot of wisdom out for a lot of people, a lot of businesses, a lot of entertainers. And all he's like, you got your answer right here, how to make it, the phone. He's like, if you're anything in life, this amplifies everything before you, what you want to do. Like his whole thing is to use your phone and technology, video clips, and just to vlog and be you. And Charlamagne was agreeing, saying that uh, you don't even need music anymore. People buy into you as the personality, if yeah. anything. Yeah, I, had no, I have no idea who he is, but he sounds like a smart guy. And Jail for so long, he was out for like three years and now is like a millionaire. He was in jail for his whole life. That's pretty wild. Isn't it crazy how there's people who aren't successful? I've never, I've never been he, in jail, and I'm not a millionaire. Yeah, and he's uh, signed a bar stool. Oh, great. Sure. I, oh, yeah, we'll be getting. And he that. gets. I think he gets more plays than Caller Daddy now. He's the most popular bar stool podcast. Ooh, Sophia and Alexandra. What do you think about that? Um, sounds like a smart guy. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. I'd like to watch a full-length podcast with him as the guest to kind of gain more knowledge on that in terms of what he does. But in, if you're just trying to make it on the internet, which is the be-all, end-all really to make it nowadays, then yes, all you really well, need is an iPhone He started out as a speaker. A speaker. Instagram. He was a speaker. And What's a speaker? Motivational speaker? Yeah, he got money to go speak at jails, places, and stuff like that, and like he made money with that. Then he started doing uh, Instagram stuff, and he uh, showcased his personality. And then he got a huge deal with spot with a uh, with Barstool and his uh, top podcast. So he leveraged him his personality and bet on himself and did all that without any companies, and then signed the companies. Sounds like a business oriented man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But an entertainer, and he's he, they gave examples like Charlamagne was like Joe Budden, and then Wallow was like Gilly the Kid, and then Wallow himself. 
Right. Gilly the Kid is also a rapper, but is now more popular on social media and with this podcast with Wallow, their cousins. Look, we have gone over this. You can make it on. You can make it now by just having an Instagram account and an iPhone. So he's obviously done something right. And then if you get a co-sign by Barstool, it's just gonna or you know a deal with Spotify like like uh, you know other people do. It's just gonna elevate even more. Um, sounds like a smart guy. I want to learn more about him. And it sounds like he's in the Charlemagne army. Maybe Charlemagne co-signed him or kind of it, like, showed him the ropes. Yeah, he did an interview on the Breakfast Club, and then Wallow has a show where he just brings his phone, dude. Like you know how we're like inter- interested in better production stuff. He brings his production. phone and a stand, and he tells production you all, value. All you need is a stand and a phone. He does the interviews there on his show, and it gets good views and no, no even like mic or anything. And but I think he's so popular, people will listen anyway. But if it was just like us doing that without any mics, I think people will be turned off by it. No, they'll be turned on because Keep It Basement Productions gives value in all their listeners. <laughs> and we have a fucking podcast, hilarious comedy, comedy videos, this kid, comedians. Genius. Amazing interview skills. Exactly. And we interview great interviews, great content, funny videos. And if you watch us, our Instagram, especially our Instagram story, you're in for comedy 24-7. So they all say, they all say bet on themselves, but media, Barstool Sports, it looks like they all signed the big names. Um, do you think Barstool is trying to go urban? To get black people like to, to, to cater to that? Because it seems like they're getting more hip-hop people on their platforms. And what do you think about that? I think they're just trying to branch out. Maybe fucking Porty, Portnoy. Uh, get some black people in. It's a bunch of white rich people who listen to Barstool or well, watch Barstool. Well, yeah, that's what the bar- college that, that, Well, that's what Barstool started. Like, don't hit me all soon, daddy. That's people. what Barstool, Barstool started, you know, in like Harvard, basically, in Massachusetts. And it's a very white crowd. So he might be doing it to like cater to like... You know, kind of, kind of pander to play that field of like, let's get a little bit more urban, or at least making a mix of both because it's pretty white. But I, it's not like they have to because they're white. already a huge media conglomerate. But you know, why not? Why not get some get some black folk in there if it's going to like, it's you know, it's going to even amplify amplify even more. Not that they need to, but but probably. Do you think the same applies for comedy because they're making it seem like it does? We're using various examples, like I said, about how it doesn't matter about the music anymore. You just need to buy into it. it doesn't matter about like your comedy ability you just need to buy into that person i believe it in a way it's true because once you get that fan base it doesn't matter if you're really bad at comedy like because we've gone over this a million times i know we know this youtubers who who are get famous off youtube and now they do comedy and they suck at it and yes people will still go to see them million times in one year out the other we've talked about six billion times yes you don't need to be good at stand-up comedy anymore you have to market yourself and that's it but you should be good at stand-up comedy and the marketing can come after or you should just focus on stand-up comedy and both equally, maybe 50-50. Actually, I would say 75-25, maybe comedy and marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you're actually good at it and you'll continue to, to do well when you you know do shows. All right, I'm going to talk about Russ. Um, he has a book out, a new Big album out. And I honestly, to be 100% honest, I don't really listen to his music and I can't get through a whole song a lot of times. It's on? I had a great intro. Uh, this next topic is about Russ, uh, who's an artist and he has a book out and he has a new album out. Honestly, I love his interviews and I listen to him all because he drops mad gems and he gives good gems and shit like that. But for his music, like sometimes I can't get through a whole rap song with him in it. And I'm not a huge fan of his music, but I like his interviews and he always gives gems. And basically he was just saying that uh, personal brands more important and a very important thing. And he was saying that uh, white artists and people have a hard time getting on urban radio because it's like black radio. And I feel like I had that problem, too, with jobs and stuff like that. And then Charlemagne said it's funny because black artists want more black fans. And they have a lot of white ones, and then the white artists want more black fans too. The white artists want more black fans, and the black fans want more white fans. No, the the black artists have a lot of white fans, but they want more black ones. Everyone wants more black fans. It seems like it's because hip hop's universal. So if you're a hip hop artist, let's be like you know, 
most likely you're black. And he, Russ was saying white people steal off black culture, no doubt about it. I, I definitely agree with that. Because black culture is more important, entertaining, interesting, and influential than white. What they were saying it, was sucks. people use each other and pair off for, here's an example, Katy Perry has Juicy J in a song, so Katy Perry will be on a hip-hop station, and then also Juicy J will be on Z100, so it helps the black artists get a white, like a white popularity, and then it helps the, uh, the urban radio play Katy Perry because she's in, she's in cool with the black people. So they'll do that where they'll have like Maroon 5 on a song with Nicki Minaj. And a lot of times it helps out the white artists more than the black artists. But it could go hand in hand. That's because I think the Interesting black artists on those featuring songs are like a mix, a combo song, a white and a black artist. I'd say most of the time the black artist is already either more popular or, or better at music. Um, so I think that it's inevitable for, for white people to be attracted to, to black musicians and then more so than any you know, black musician is going to be attracted to a white musician. That's just how it works, I think. And then he was also talking about no one's trying to hear an album or an hour-long podcast from someone they don't know. And I agree with that in a way. Like he, That's why he put out a song a week, remember? And I think smaller form content could work. And he was saying, and I was saying too, because after J-Lo, Shakira, how they don't get paid for Super Bowl, social proof is worth, worth more than money these days. Like just having that, doing a Super Bowl thing will make you money in the long run. Great Super like, Bowl show. Like the opportunity, like I said, sometimes... Uh, you can't you can't judge a uh, paycheck without like you, opportunity doesn't come from paycheck sometimes sometimes you'll blow up off of other shit like you don't need the money right away like a social something social something big will help your brand so much that it'll make you money over time not in that moment except for Tom he said only do stuff for money um, <laughs> but um, yeah I mean I mean it's all subjective it depends who's gonna you know who is who your fan base is if they want to listen to two hours of you or, or a minute. Um, but yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I mean, he's had success, so he's basically probably just explaining what worked for him. And the song a week thing th- that we always go over that all the time. It's e- it's probably easier to make it off off like rapping, maybe SoundCloud rapping, because you can get those SoundCloud streams nonstop. And if you're gonna do a song a week, one song pops off. It's thousands and thousands of streams per week. And then if you're gonna be consistent enough to do, it, I don't know if he was like recording a new song each week because that would be really incredible or if he stocked up a bunch of songs and then just released them each week. I think it was a combination of both where he had that song each week and he was just creating, creating, creating and then putting it out once a week and then out of nowhere he said he didn't blow up out of nowhere. It kind of slowly went gradual and went big and like everyone started listening to his old catalog so what you have to do, he said, is you have to have that catalog there, that creation there, that content there and when something pops off they'll go back and listen to the old shit. So for example, say if like something we did blew up like a Caller Daddy episode or a podcast episode, always, yeah. they start listening to the older shit too and stuff like that. But Schultz was saying that one of his things on Super Bowl, one of his jokes blew up hardcore and like went really big, then everyone went and listened to that. But Russ said with his songs, everyone was starting to listen to a combination of them all, but like two hit, but then everything else hit off, and that's when he started making real serious money on TuneCore. Well, that's a music, uh, that's a music-themed uh, uh, successful pastime uh when when somebody pops off some when something pops off if it's not their if it's not their original shit people go back and listen to their old stuff because i know that for me with a, a bunch of bands that i like or musicians is i only got a, so, one of their songs pops off and it might not even be their best song but it's just the first song you hear about them and you're like oh hmm, who are these guys and that's not like their first set of music you go back and listen to all their old stuff because i've done that with a bunch of bands and it seems to be that music for some reason usually the the artist's earlier stuff usually is more popular. And also, more. I think music is more popular in a way because you could listen to it more than you had to sit and think about comedy. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, like, in podcast-wise, like people listen to a lot of podcasts, but I feel like music, everyone, it's more universal. Like He was getting fans in Belgium and shit. Like, you know how rare it is when you're on the come-up to get fans in Belgium if you're a fucking comedian in the United States or a podcaster? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like music so travels universal and everywhere, and if you have that one fan and network, he used to network with everyone. 
And then he was like, real fans, real audience. Like, you want the real fans. But, uh, no, yeah. And, and he was saying something I thought it was interesting. He said, if you have 10 followers and make a negative comment, it doesn't matter because you have no pull. Right. And it's like, he gets offended, though, if, say, if a Joe Budden dissed him or Charlamagne because they have that following. And you're, you, when you have real fans, you could persuade them into shit. Now, that's crazy power. Mm-hmm. And I told you about the podcasting stuff. And what I learned was, like, no disrespect to any comedians or creators. They're, they're listening to you. They, they like your shit and stuff like that. And you build a network with them. But the real fans come from people who listen to, like, 20 podcasts a week. And they, you have that unique fan base with like them. Like me. Like the Caller Daddy fan base. And or getting put on like Mandy B. Charlemagne, shit like that. Can't rely on anyone. Gotta do it yourself. Learn how to do it or work on it so, so you know anyone's fucking you over. Yeah. Um. Is what else you got on that? Cause you want to um, get to more like news stuff. I feel like we talk about this stuff all the time. What? Call her daddy's losing heat because Wallow's got a bigger podcast than him. Yeah. If you guys check out the Instagram, Sweeney put out a clip of the Call Her Daddy girls talking about giant butts, and then Sweeney, and also talking about small. Um, penises, and then Sweeney is right up in that, in the middle of that. Um, Don't listen to the Call Our Daddy girls. Alexis Texas gives the real advice, fellas, on how to handle a big booty. Um, I'm like John Taffer from Bar Rescue. I embrace solutions, not excuses. I got you, bros. Tips on, Hannah, on a, how to handle a big booty on my IG. Keep it basement. But yeah, it was a Call Our Daddy reaction clip that I saw on my timeline. I Sweeney's mixed it. Keep it basement. Uh, like I Follow said, I, I got you, bros. Don't let the Call Our Daddy girls kill your confidence in sex game. Don't let a big booty scare you. Um, I, I give advice on how to handle a big booty given by real professionals, porn stars, not two girls with no ass. Just kidding, not really. And uh, yeah, Sophie, don't talk shit because you don't have a butt. Call her daddy clip. Yeah, I wanted to give the point of view from you know people who have good tips and advice and who like sex. Well, they might like sex, but like professional sex workers. But it's not all hate. All love comedy first. Basically, they were saying guys love all guys love big asses as if that's not already known. But they have very small penises, so they can't have good sex. I get that. Like, don't talk shit if you have a small penis, but I, I, that's a common thing. Yeah, I get that. But side doggy, the sex may be easier. Spread the cheeks. Uh, I know the booty eats up the penis, but it can't hurt. You know, it, it can hurt depending on the strokes and stuff like that. But it can't hurt to spread the cheeks. Shout out to strokes, great brand. And uh, yeah, and I was just like, I did some research, and apparently, a big booty indicates like it's easier to have childbirth because she has ch- childbearing hips or whatever right and guys are like that or would like, like they like that like a big butt may be an evolutionary direction and our brains are pointing to like they're attracted to it like men like like genetically wise like globally wise like a weird thing where they're attracted to big butts because of this reason about like they could give childbirth easier women and also the bounce back game is great like on the dance floor if they got a big booty and they bounce back on you well did you listen to the end of the clip like were they like I just listened. Were they the just clip. talking crap about how they were talking crap about how like guys shouldn't complain right. about a girl's ass or whatever when their dick's small or like you know what I mean? Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, I can't argue with that really. But no matter, all guys like big ass. They were saying like, there was no hope in a way in the clip, so I was like, no, there is hope. Don't 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 let them kill your confidence. If you have a two incher or a ten incher, you're still gonna like a big butt. So like, why you gotta hate? Who you know? Just yeah. Be like I just want to. Okay, sorry if my sex game isn't as good, but like, I, it's not like I don't want that. Like, and you know. Just because, like, maybe you guys don't have big butts, but, like, you know. Yeah, I read somewhere that as for sex, the stronger your hips, the more powerful your thrusts. So when you have a big, healthy butt, it's easier for you to stay in motion. It's all about the bounce-back game. So you see this in, in dancing as well. Some people naturally have good rhythm, but people with a big, healthy butt tend to move fluently and gracefully. So it's kind of attractive. Like, why are you attracted to a big ass? I kind of just think it's cool. It's, like, there. I just like, I kind of like more curvy type. I just like nice asses, you know? Well, I guess I'm good then. Would you take small tits over a big ass? Or would you rather have big tits, small ass? I prefer no, big ass, I think. What, big ass? Yeah. How come? Not necessarily big, just like... Pre- present. juicy. No, like present or evident. Like, not like, you know... Um, I don't really care about tits at all. 
Yeah, I mean, the call her daddy girls are like, you know, they're not wrong, but you can't, you know, what do you want me to do? I got a two-incher, like, you know. Yeah, I know. Shout out to two-inchers I'm still going to like there. a big butt. Got to be know? confident. Spread the cheeks. I understand, though. Side doggy, though, is easier to get it in. Yeah. And just, you know, different sexual positions. I Since we've been gone, Kobe died. R.I.P. Kobe. Um, you know, obviously in a freak. Uh, not good. Um, the East Side High? My whole dad's side of the family went to that school. Um so, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant, you know, terrible tragedy, whatever. I know, I'm sure if you got to be the biggest sports passing of all time. Uh, well, at that One age. Yeah, at that age. Thurman Munson, Roberto Clemente. Yeah, that, that Marshall playing. Um, bad, you know, bad taste because the daughter. If you've been, yeah, I know that was the worst part. If you have been listening to the the podcast, the comedy podcast circuit, especially those West Coast podcasts, you know, Fighter and the Kid this past weekend, Rogan, oh, yeah, shout out to all them. Um, <laughs> excuse me. You probably hear about the Ari Shafir fiasco. Um, that went viral of him kind of ch- uh, celebrating Kobe's death in a troll manner. Fucking idiot. That's what he always does. Um, Stupid. And if you freak, if you're freaking out about it, wasn't it's a really, joke. It, yeah, what he did was completely a joke. It wasn't a joke. It was. That's what he does. Confirmed comedian said it wasn't a joke. Like there was nothing funny about it. it wasn't a real joke. Like, I'm not. Was, I'm not saying from a viewer's perspective that it was a joke, but his intention was a joke because he does that. He's done this before when famous people have died, and he does it as a troll. He's doubling down. His fans like it. Schultz said that Tony Hitchcliffe joke is a joke about passing. Like, no way Kobe passed away. Like, Kobe never passes or whatever. Something like that. Something about, like, Kobe passing away. No way he never passes or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's funny. That's a funny joke, right? Right. But, like, what Ari did wasn't a joke, Schultz said. And then Ari disclaimed it and, like, got rid of it and, like, apologized. So no comedian should back him because he apologized for it. That's what Schultz was saying. We're not backing him. Here's the the thing with if you guys watch the video or know who Ari is or a fan of Ari or not a fan of Ari, here's the thing. He sucks. It's not, you're not, no no comedian is defending what he did. What we're we're explaining to non-comedians, I'm I'm literally in the middle of talking. You guys are funny, though. What we're explaining is to non-comedians or people who don't like Ari or don't know Ari is that then we're not surprised that he did this because this is this is what Ari's it. This is what Ari is, and his fans like this stuff. Okay, he did the same thing when Tom Petty died. He did the same thing when Aretha Franklin died. He did the same exact kind of videos. When cheers his buddy for, died too. Yeah, cheers for their oh, death. Man. It's it's a fucking troll move. It's like a bit. It's a like his fans love it. He loves it. Obviously, it's not going to come off as well. And he I don't know if he has fans. He now. knew you, people don't realize this. He as he's filming that video, he knows it's not going to go over well. But he still does it to stay, tr- stay true to himself because that's what he does every time. No one's saying it's mm-hmm. funny. No one's saying it went over well. Obviously, it didn't. Like Kobe's a great player, or whatever has a huge influence. But you, you guys are missing the point that you, if you don't know who Ari is, you're not going to understand why he would you would even think about doing that. You know, you're immediately going to be like, "Are you insane? Well, he knew the cons- why would you do that? He knew the consequences. He knew everything. 100 percent knew everything. I just think like, he really screwed himself now in terms of he's been doing that for years. But in terms of the day and age we're in, 2020, with the whole the whole cancel culture, the whole et cetera. Now his production company for his latest special that was supposed to tape actually today and tomorrow dropped him and the special went to shit or at least the production company he was using so now he's gonna have to you know he's gonna have to self-fund it and, and probably just put it on youtube or whatever because you know i think his agent dropped him a couple comedy clubs canceled nice. some of the shows um i mean you know i like ari i think he's funny and he's like the nicest guy in the world so i mean i'm no one was surprised all this i'm not defending i didn't think it was funny that was a hack joke it's not a hack. It's not a joke. Like I said, it's not a. It's not. You a just joke. said it was a joke earlier. No, I said from his aspect of it, it was a bit. It the, was a troll move. The thing I have a there's problem. There's a difference with... between uh, he's putting on his re persona. That's a, there's a difference between doing that and just doing a one liner joke on Twitter. The thing I have a problem with though is comedians are all about the art form, which I get, but it's kind of like they're phony defending him about just the art form because like, 
it's kind of like phony because in other situations they they would go about it another way and they wouldn't defend it in this certain way. So it's like the pot calling the kettle black or whatever. This isn't. This wasn't defending the art form. Though. There's no art. No, form. there's people trying to defend the art form. Like you shouldn't be offended. Like don't let this. Don't let Ari get canceled or whatever because it will ruin the art of comedy. But like I'm telling you, it wasn't a joke. Like it was just like a statement. Like it wasn't like an actual thought out creative joke. It was just more of like a no statement. No shit. And anyone with ears knows that it's not a. He wasn't trying to do a joke. He was trying know, to put on an Ari persona and a bit and a troll move, which again he's done over the past well, it's, decade. It's like a media personality then, because like he's gonna yeah, exactly. He's gonna exactly need, what he is. He's he good, has. He's fans. not a media personality. He doesn't. He didn't know the he news. He's he, a podcast. He, he did something though without knowing the news for it. So he, the consequences. He's fucked now. He didn't That's know what the story. When you push your finger too quick. That's like all the stuff that happens with people yeah, who do the up. Roseanne tweet, the freaking, the you know, everything. Like, that's what it is. You pull the trigger too quick. He needs to make more money because when you speak on people like that, especially dead, they'll come out and threaten you, especially in Makes the black. Money. Or he has stupid money. He lives like he's poor. It's he a, saves all of his, his money. His net worth is only three hundred. Yeah, he's Jewish. His net worth is only three hundred thousand dollars. He took all of his money, which was millions, and used it all to s- produce his last Netflix special, and then banked the rest of it. Went to went to Asia for four months, turned off the world, and fucking came back. Got rid of an iPhone, moved to a one bedroom apartment in, in New York City. Doesn't have a car. And he lives very frugally. Ari has a lot of money. He's got to make more money now because he's going to need security. Because in hip-hop, when you talk about people like this, like Academics has security, Charlemagne has wax, uh, Vlad has security. So when you're a media personality, especially in the urban climate and hip-hop, there'll people who try to shoot you in gun threats and death threats, which he already has all of them. So he's going to have to hire a team of security to survive now. Yeah, but this well, That's uh, the consequences that happen. So when you speak of someone dead like Kobe Bryant, also anything related in black culture and hip-hop. But this has happened before and nothing has happened. It's exactly like when we talked about the Dina Hashem thing. Because he talked Nobody about, like, came after her trying to kill her, okay? Like, you don't have to, you know... She, Kobe Bryant was an athlete. He wasn't a rapper in the hip-hop game rolling with guns The daughter security. thing is the fucked up part. Yeah, but he didn't know about the daughter. Well, it's his fault, the video though. Out. It's still his fault. No shit, it's his fault, dummy. No one's... Again, no one's fucking defending him. You're missing the boat. It's an Ari move. It's like It's like you move. see that and you're like, oh, Ari did that. You're not going to say, like, Bill Burr did that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying you need the... If you're a media person, you need the facts before the joke. Not a joke. And it wasn't a fact. The whole point is to not get the facts. The whole point is to do it right away, to troll everybody. Yeah, because you want clout and attention. Now he's got it. He's got the bad attention, though. Yeah, it's, he, not, it's all it's, for clout, though. In, Ar- in Ari's mind, though, the way he works is not really clout. It's like, it's like, ha, 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 I got him. And I doubled down on it because his fans like that. He's pleasing people. It's not, not, you're not going to, he's not, he's not, tr- he's not trying to please a Mike Sweeney who's a fan of hip hop and black culture. He, he's no, trying, I'm actually a fan of comedy, he's but he's not to do it to funny. Piss you off. It wasn't funny. It didn't piss me off. No one said it he was funny. He pissed Ryan Davis off, a really cool headed guy, a comedian, African American comedian. Yeah, I'm sure he pissed Ryan a lot Davis of black wanted to fight off. him on site and in Charlotte, but he's, he didn't go, luckily. And that would have been fucking good content. But the thing with Ari is, you can't talk about you taking Propecia, then being depressed and want to commit suicide and having anxiety and depression to have people feel bad for you. And then make jokes about someone dead. I'm with Charlie, man. I'm not trying to speak on anyone dead or make jokes about that. It's just a weird taste. Even when Pete Davidson did the Paul Walker stuff and Ludacris got mad. That's hilarious. It's just like a weird thing to me. And with his problem, Ari, he seems like mad at the world kind of. And he makes a joke about something he doesn't know about. And it wasn't creative or good. Like if it was creative or funny, I would like like it. And people who know him can't even support it, which is kind of wild. Like even his friends and shit, and they're not saying much. Or people who are like acquaintances with him don't say it. All they say is he's a nice guy, like like a really really nice guy if you know him personally. But like they don't fuck with this. 
Yeah, I understand that. But he again, he wasn't trying to be creative or funny. He was trying to make a just get people sh- in shock and and pre- and hype up his fans, which is exactly what happened. Look, look at what everyone's doing now. Like he like he knew it wasn't to work. Like if I put out that video, granted, it probably it wouldn't go viral because I don't have a big following like Ari. But it would be the exact same reaction. People would hate me. People would be mad at me. People would say it was not funny, which it wasn't. But the whole point of it, you gotta was be mad to get at that something. Reaction. You gotta be mad at life though to feel that way. Like, even if it's a he joke, he doesn't actually feel like that about. Co- you realize that? No, I know, but you still have to be just mad at yourself for like have a, something wrong with you just to like say well, that he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mental he's, he's a nut job like every most comedians have a mental yeah but no one will feel problem. bad for him now that's the thing he kind of fucked himself no and yeah like, I even feel bad for him it's just like I'm, I would go, go to him and be like no I would have completely expected you to do that and I'm not a big Kobe Bryant fan I'm just RIP though but just comedy hardcores who don't want the art to go away or to be cancelled who want full creative control they're the only ones backing him for their own selfish reasoning that's the thing. I'm not necessarily backing him. I'm just saying, like, just get over it. Like, it's like the Dina Hashem thing. It's it went away. Like, all right, he fu- it was fucked up. Like, it's but it's like he's a comedian. It's Ari. Who, it's Ari. The, not even he's a comedian. It's Ari. Like I said, it wouldn't be Bill Burr. It wouldn't be Tony Hinchcliffe. It wouldn't be anybody else. It's Ari. If you're in the comedy world, you know comedy. You know Ari. You're not surprised by it. You literally just go on with your day. Also, doesn't co- doesn't help that he, he's white and it comes off like he's racist too. I'm not saying he's racist, but like as a white guy, I feel like you only have certain boundaries and stuff. You can't say certain things, especially about someone passing away he in did the, the black exact, entertainment culture. Yeah, no, you're right, but he did the exact same thing for Tom Petty, who's a white guy. He just does it for the culture. It doesn't matter if, the, if I know the that. Is black, I'm just saying white, it's just a little more matter. tougher. The only thing is, and you freaked out on me. I'm saying now he's got a role with security to do this. He's now. not gonna, but okay, sure. Oh, I, sw- I I'm not not wishing death on anyone. I guarantee you, he gets jumped. He doesn't roll with security. Okay, why didn't Dina Hashem get jumped for the Triple X thing? I don't know why, but Kobe's more influential than Triple X to a lot of these old heads. Apparently, the younger X guys is like are the most influential guy ever, and he for younger and people. He, that's shot. that's coming from a crew he already got of people who would roll with like weaponry. And they stuff, already canceled Kobe. They, Kobe's an athlete. They, they already canceled a lot of the stuff in in certain parts of the country. His tour, right? The whole tour. I mean, his production company dropped him for the special, and I think a couple shows got canceled. But I mean, like, he'll be back. Like, Even Charlemagne, who doesn't go so hard, got jumped, almost jumped a few times and beat people up, and he rolls with wax. And academics says security when they go. Joe Budden now. A lot of these people in news and media, when you talk about certain people, you have responsibility because you're so famous. Like Russ said, if it was you with ten followers, no one would care really. Or you're trying trying too hard to get clout. With him, he had a little bit of a following. And it came out and went viral. And people were already angry at the Kobe death. So it was like, fuck this guy. We're going at him. No one, I would. They're in a real tough place. And I think as someone who has depression and anxiety, like uh, Ari, he should understand that and not do shit like that. Because, like, no one's going to feel bad if he fucking blows his head off. Not saying he will or anything. But, like, it's tough because I could tell he's definitely in a toxic mind state. Like, I don't think anyone normal would say that. I know he's a comedian and a lot of people are fucked up. But, like, it's just a rough time. I don't see Pete Davidson saying something like that now. I mean, it's all the Pete Davidson. I don't hate Ari. I'm just saying there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. I'm, look, there. I, you're 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 coming. I'm not even a big Ari. You were going hard a little bit, but Ryan Davis yeah, is an even kill guy. To, he's I, like I, a, I love Ryan Davis. I'm not disagreeing with him in the slightest. He wanted a. He wanted a. He's like, God, he was like, he put this whole thing out. He's like, I'm luckily didn't get a flight in Charlotte in time, and I would have saw Ari, and I would have threw hands up. And like, he's the fucking calmest, coolest guy ever. We've interviewed him, talked to him multiple times. And when it gets under his skin like that, you could tell like it got I get a lot it, of people. Because people blow Kobe Bryant, and I get that. Like he was a big influence. He's a great player. The statement was and completely not, stupid. It was no joke. I'm not defending that it was a joke or that it was funny. That it was great. But just for the six billionth time. It's not a surprise at all, and it, it, you shouldn't. It, it caught it, it up shouldn't to him, affect though. your life or anything. No, I know. And this shit happens all the time. I know, but it caught up. It's to just him. what's in the news now. What's on Twitter for these two weeks, and then it'll blow over. Yeah, with something. Yeah, that's what happens all the time. But I, no I think gonna, it, caught, it, it caught no one's going to try and jump him or kill him. I would, it might blow I over, it. but I don't think he's. It, I don't think it's good. I think I think he's even a worse position than Kramer was. 
<laughs> and, Seriously. And he made a semi-comeback. His social media is rough. Yeah, but I mean, it, it it's Ari. Like, he's not in a good place for uh, uh, maybe urban or hip-hop or black or Kobe fans. But, like, in terms of comedy world and the, the, the rooms he sees himself in every day, where he does in his day, like, everyone's just going to be like, dude, that was fucking stupid, but, like, we're not surprised. Even, even Swab and Callan were saying Schaub. stuff, whatever. And then, no it, offense, but... Sh- how about the 11-page thing he did? Like, you act like he didn't care. He wrote an 11-page, but he didn't really apologize. And Schultz goes, no one... And Charlamagne was like, no one's going to read that. It's 11 pages. And then, like, he deleted everything else. Oh, I didn't else. see an 11-page thing. I just saw... He, he I saw, apologized. I saw, like, a three-sentence thing. It was an Instagram post. It was, like, 11... Pa- it was, like, 10 pages. It was a whole thing on his notes, and it was 10 things of it. I saw one note And he, like, thing. apologized. And, like, and then I think he deleted it. And, like, he blocked I mean, himself on... Uh, Twitter. That's what sucks about social media. It's like you fuck up and then you have to apologize. So just like don't do it in the first place. I don't feel bad. Just to save yourself the time. Not even to fuck you, possibly fuck your career, but to save yourself the time of like, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, whatever, blah, blah. And it's like he's not. Like he does that shit. Again, he did it for fucking other celebrities. Like it's not a surprise. I mean, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not even a big Ari stand up comedy fan. I just know who he is. I, I get it. I know what you're saying, but like. I think he fucked himself there. I wasn't like sticking did, up but for him it, or comedy it, or Kobe. I would say give it uh, less than six months and it'll be back to normal. Back to nothing. Okay? You guys, people understand. It's fucking 2020 with all this cancel, cancel culture, this trending stuff. It's like one sketchy move, you will be in the spotlight for several months, weeks, or years. Louis C.K., Kevin Hart, Shane Gillis. Okay? We can go on and on and on for six months. Okay? Yeah, I seen that. Um, but after, uh, Dina Hashem, but after a while, it blows over. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of shit has happened in the past couple weeks. Um, We are, I'm going to say, because positive vibes, going to be having some very quality (laughs) interviews in the next Finally, some positive vibes. I'm tired. I don't want to hear about negativity like R.E.P. Kobe and Ari. (coughs) Next couple of months. (coughs) No hate to either of them, but just fucked up. Um, Super Bowl. The daughter is the kicker. Why, though? Super Bowl. uh, Congrats to the Chiefs. Um... And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys, I hope you guys' lives are going well. Um, don't forget to uh, to continue to follow us and check us out. We did so much tonight. We'll be doing so much. Yeah, we're kind of bogged down whenever you're listening to this, but we recorded this on a Friday and we've done so, we've been Already doing stuff like for the past hours. four hours. We've been doing work. Um, so it's good to see. You'll check out the Instagram for some Valentine's Day content coming up. Pure comedy. Um, happy Valentine's Day to you and your significant others. Uh-oh, Bill, tr- Bill Nye is trending right now. Okay, he's still alive. That's fucked up, right? You see the training, <laughs> you're like, oh, I mean, it's no. just instinct. <clears throat> Please tell me what designer had Bill Nye. Oh, I guess he's at Fashion Week or he's a model. Saw Bill Nye trending and almost had a heart attack, but he's all good. Um, so I hope you and your significant other have a happy Valentine's Day. This episode will be out well before that. Um, uh, you know, happy Valentine's Day. If, if you are single, if you're not getting laid that night, hit us up for a flashlight. Um, shout out to them. Shout out to Promescent. Shout out to Head Hammock, Jones Bars. Um and our all of our other all of our other relationships. Also, God. be sure to check out Strix Media because they've been you know if you guys are listening if whoever's listening right now in the local New Jersey area you know where we're at. Um, Ebony. Yeah, shout out to the Ebonies. Mike's retarded. Um, go go to Morristown and check out Strix Media. They have a great production company and they put on networking events all the time that are actually very beneficial to go and network and meet people in the small business world and the creative yeah. world and the podcast world. Um. Call me and, Kitty Cat. And they've done some great shit for us. Um, okay, so again, hit up the YouTube, keepbasement.com, keepbasement YouTube, <sighs> keepbasement Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, literally everywhere. Please keep subscribing, keep following, telling friends, sharing our clips, although that's sparse, but please 
please try to. Um, we're put, we're trying to put out daily clips on the subtitles. I know we're late to the game, I mean, but the Instagram it, for all your latest content, everything we're doing, the Instagram, keep it basement. Instagram is where you want to be. Keep it basement. One word. Um, Mike, any closing remarks? Joe Sweeney, anything? Mike, fuck your flashlight. Go get the real thing. True. Just kidding. Seriously. Shout out flashlight. Go out there and get laid, guys. Uh, this is keeping Valentine's Day. Shout out to Single Awareness Day. Shout out to all the side chicks. Shout out to all the single girls. Love y'all, ladies. Shout out to everyone. Just be positive, but also talk your shit. If you're a side chick, hit up Sweeney for a single rose. No, I'll give you a full one, baby. Yeah, a full and some one pizza. And, a single and some Italian sausage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Keep it cute. Keep it basement. Tom, yeah. Tom's Abbey has gas from Mexican food. Words of wisdom? Keep it basement, baby. I just want to say, yeah. Just kidding. But uh, words of wisdom here. Never think your gift or idea is stupid. Anything is possible. There's a show on TV called The Mass Singer, which I was forced to watch after the Super Bowl. I got ployed in by a marketing scam. By the way, I'm just going to be honest. Right away, The Mass Singer, the person who lost was Lil Wayne, and they acted like they didn't know who Lil Wayne was, and half of those idiots on stage worked with him multiple times. I think it was great promotion for his album sales because his album's out. Which I still yet to listen to because I haven't liked Lil Wayne since 2007. Yeah. Just kidding. Not really. He's not right. He's cool. I mean, he seems like a good guy. But I could never really get into his music. Fireman 2007 or 6. It was a classic though. But, um, Shine. No, don't get me wrong. I'm a Lil Wayne fan. Probably a lot more than a lot of y'all. You act like you're real fans of rap, but you're not. But, um, yeah. So he was the mass singer, and I think that was a great thing for his album sales because then, like, white fans will see that who watch the show. I don't know if anyone black actually watches that show. It's terrible. No, people actually watch the show. It's amazing. But, um, yeah, so that's a good promotion strategy. Lil Wayne was the mass singer who lost. I think Gronk's on there, too. I could recognize him. It's actually, like, famous people. But I was just going to say that never think your gift or idea is stupid because anything is possible. There's a show on TV called The Mass Singer. The show concept is terrible, yet six successful a bunch of famous people with nothing better to do who are loaded in life dress up in a dumb costume and the famous judges who ran out of money or who are money hungry guess who it is i think it would be better if it was like a hollywood illuminati concept like a cult show or like a real life celebrity death match where like c-less celebrities were trying to kill each other for uh supremacy and like for top-notch quality like who is the better man or the alpha man or beta or something like that i think that'd be a good idea like they just kill people Nick Cannon was the guy behind this show. I don't know if he created the concept or not, but he's the host of the show, and it's just funny. And I feel like anything is possible, especially if Nick Cannon made it in life. Never give up on your dreams. Fuck them all. Words of wisdom. Also, people with nothing better to do are complaining about Jay-Z and uh, Beyonce sitting for the National Anthem. When I saw a bunch of people sitting in that section... And then there's a video of Trump like kind of just joking around during the National Anthem and no one gets offended at that. Probably liberals and then conservatives get offended at Jay-Z thing and I'm here to diss everyone because I don't give a fuck. Comedy! Um, yeah, I was actually going to say Jay- Jay-Z is way more inspiring but then I, I was going to say, no, he actually has talent. So no, wait a minute. Tommy Lauren is inspiring to me for being a talentless hack. And she's hot, so it helps. Sex sells. People want to bang her who are, like, fucking living in a trailer park. Uh, hardcore conservative lovers of her. And who want to fuck. Tommy Lauren, talentless hack. She gains success and attention for what she does. Proves anything anyone can do it if you believe in yourself. It's inspiring how much she sucks, but is doing what she loves. Thank you for being so bad at what you do. It makes me want to follow my dreams and go hard for what I like. Thank you, Tommy Lauren. You're an inspiration. Hear me out. You are inspirational to me. 
I'm not trying to be so mean to her. I'm just saying she's so fucking annoying. Like, like shut up. But she has a she's smart because she played it to she played the part. She's super pro, like conservative type style. Who knows if she really even knows about that or cares about that? I've heard that she had a liberal background back in college. Who knows? I mean, everyone's liberal, I guess, in college. I don't fucking know. But anyway, it's a smart move, even if it is an act and not her. And she's making money, being successful at what she does and loving what she does. So I can't really hate because she has an audience and she gains attention off that. That's like when like people are like, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, yeah, we'll start it. I guess I gave them inspiration. I'm so bad at what I do. They want to start a podcast. No, it's pretty easy to start a podcast, but it's about consistency and having some type of talent, interview skills like me. Yeah, I just gave myself a compliment. Well, I've been doing it for so long. Fuck it. I've been putting the reps in. It's all about putting those reps in like I've been saying. But like, I can't hate on anyone because I remember I want to do radio because I heard people on radio and I was like, damn, they're so bad. I want to do radio. I remember I was like, I want to try this radio stuff out. Because I remember I was listening to people and I was like, man, they're not too good at radio. And I know I'm entertaining, but I'm scared of the stage kind of. So let me be, you know, have a voice and have someone, you know, make someone feel better. If someone, I want to inspire people who are listening to me, whether it's just one person listening in a car or wherever or on their phone or, you know, wherever. I don't give a fuck. But like if I was inspiring them to do something, to follow their dreams. I know it sounds corny, but I like that shit. And then if I made them laugh too both is the greatest thing like if i like you know pursued someone or influenced them inspire them in a positive way at the same time made them laugh that's a win for me man comedy radio podcast all this shit i've been doing it i've been doing it i remember there was a rapper he was so bad i was like bro if he could be a successful rapper and people fuck with him i know i can make it too i really you have to have that belief in yourself and keep going and grinding you know keep it basement